everyone. Why did you laugh like that? <laughs> Why did oh, you no. laugh like that? I am amped up on caffeine. I, cause I am, I've had caffeine. I am made out of caffeine. My blood, it's not blood, it's caffeine. I am recording. Welcome back to Vibing with Vino. We're already a little questionable. <laughs> Caroline has had a lot of caffeine today. I was doing work. I needed it. That's okay. And I'm just here ready to enjoy this wine. Anyway, I am your host, Rachel. And I'm Caroline. And... Welcome to episode four. I can't believe we're already on episode four. It's kind of crazy. It is, but I'm excited. Time flies by so fast. Yeah. I mean, that already means that we've been doing this for about a month. Yeah. For a month, I guess, technically. But I keep reaching for my glass of wine to taste it. I know. Sip. I was about to, uh, to introduce it so that we can finally yes. taste it. Yes. So please. this week, we're finally bringing in our first red i know so exciting i've been waiting for this one so you are always better at introducing the wine all right so for wine this week we are drinking a cabernet sauvignon a california cabernet uh from bogle vineyards bogle 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 b-o-g-l-e yeah and this was also the American winery of the year. And this wine was a vintage 2019. Yes. You forgot to mention the vintage. I was How getting there. Oh, sorry. But anyways, so I've been, I, I smelled this one already. We haven't tasted it, but it smells really good. So I'm really excited to try it. So cheers. Cheers. Speaking of cheers, we have to do our weekly cheersing, and this one's special. This one's special. So this episode is coming out on January 26th, and in two days from the release day of this podcast is my little sister's 21st birthday. Cheers to Anna for a wonderful birthday. Yes. Now she can join us in our wine journey. Yes, like she hasn't already before, but... Hey, hey. Legal things. You know? <laughs> and now, for this week's podcast episode, we are going to be playing a game. Yes. Partially because we had a topic picked out for this week and neither of us really felt like talking about it this week. We weren't really in the headspace to take on that topic. We're a little more in, well, I mean, you're kind of in pre-game mode because you're going out tonight. <laughs> a and little bit. I am, as we already mentioned, amped up on caffeine because I uh, had a lot of homework. Well, not really, but like I had work to do. Yeah. So, so it felt like the topic that we had picked out wasn't really the vibe the right fit for how we're vibing today. 
So we decided that we would play a game today. And the game is very fitting. It is Truth or Drink. So fun. Yeah, so we're just going to go back and forth and ask each other some truth questions and have some fun. Yeah, so either you can answer, either you can answer the question, or if you don't want to answer the question, you have to drink. Yes. So those are our two options, either answer or drink. Yes. I just I just pulled up the first question. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> okay. It's so like not funny, start? but for us it's funny. <laughs> okay. So would you like to start? Yeah, I guess case. we're just going to jump right the heck into it. Might as well. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Assuming we were both single, would you date me? Okay. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Be honest. (laughs) I would love to date you, but I think we would break up pretty quickly. (laughs) See, um, my response just immediately was no. Yeah. (laughs) I love you and all, but like I could never date. I would be the reason that we break up because I couldn't. (laughs) handle you (laughs) you couldn't handle it I I think I could make it like a couple weeks and then I'd be like I don't get a couple weeks (laughs) you couldn't even date me for one day I could date you for one day I just wouldn't (laughs) want to continue (laughs) I like you as my best friend not my girlfriend (laughs) yeah same yeah Rachel and I are so opposite that we could, it wouldn't be like opposites attract for a relationship. No. It wouldn't work for a friendship. Rachel, it absolutely works, but for yeah, a for relationship, a I don't understand how it works for a friendship, but it just kind of does. It just makes sense. Yeah, for a relationship, I would just get annoyed at Rachel. Yeah, and then Rachel would probably get annoyed at me being annoyed at her. That's exactly how it would go. So my question. Do any of your friends not like me? No. Okay. No, I I mean, I'm thinking of all of the friends who have met you and Mm -hmm. they have all thoroughly enjoyed your presence. Um, I know that like my brothers don't really know you. Like I'm not, I'm not real friends with my brothers, but, but out of my friends, I mean, realistically, you haven't met that many people from my college, like, post-high school life. Yeah. Because I'm, I feel like I'm very, not that I'm selective with my friends, but I'm selective with the people that I stay, like, very close to. Mm -hmm. And those are really the only people that I would want you to meet. And you've met almost all of them. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... Since there's not that many people to think about. No, everyone likes you. Okay, good. For me, you haven't met, like, any of my friends down here. Because when you came... Because I haven't been able to visit that much. Yeah, the one time you came down, they were all gone. Yeah. So, from what they've met about, like, talked to you so far, are they like you? Your family loves me. Uh, My family loves you. You are my family. (laughs) 
I am the oldest sister. You're the you're the third sister. I'm the oldest. Whatever. All right. All right. Next question. Next question. Next question. I think I know the answer to this one, but I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. Who is in control of our relationship? You. <laughs> Me. <laughs> you. Not in like a bad way, but like. No. Not in like you're controlling over me. Just like you're yeah, the one like, that yells at me if I do anything. If I if I do something like don't respond to you for a week, <laughs> you're the you will yell at me, and I'm just like, cool. I'm here for the vibes. Yeah, like I'm not controlling, but I'm in control. I don't even think I would say in control. I'm just. I don't even know what the word would be communicative I make sure that communication is happening (laughs) next question next question oh Ryan's Um, sending me a love box message I also just said love box love box lime box love box (laughs) what's he saying love box he's so cute what did he say? He said, you're amazing. Uh, <laughs> okay, yesterday, yesterday he sent one that said, pee pee poo poo, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that, I, I, I don't think we have to reveal any more details about Ryan. I think everybody's got it now. <laughs> Pee pee poo poo, I love you. Yesterday and today, you're amazing. Out of the blue. It's just so fucking dumb. It's so, it's, I, I love this thing. I love it to the moon because it just brings so many stupid things into our relationship. Yeah. But pee pee poo poo, I love you. Come on. And it's the love box, right? So he'll, yeah. like, send texts and it, like, pops up on, like, this little box that he got you. Yeah, so it's this box that has a screen on it and it has a heart on the front of it. And the person, like, whoever is connected to it can send you a message. And when they do, the heart will spin. So that's how you know that you're getting a message. And then you open it and the screen shows whatever the message that they sent was. And so my boyfriend got it for me for Christmas and it's been so nice because my love language is definitely words of affirmation. So it's encouraged him to like send me more nice things, but also he sends some really stupid things sometimes. Like pee pee poo poo, I love you. Such as pee pee poo poo, I love you. (laughs) So if you want a gift idea. (laughs) It's a good one. Okay. Do you think I'll ever do anything worth being remembered by society? Oh, that's, that's a thinker. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. I have to, I have to take a moment for that one. Okay. I have two ways that I can go with this answer. Okay. So, okay. 
My two ways, I have one that's like professional and one that is personal. Okay. So I'm going to start with the professional one. All right. I think you are, you have a lot of motivation to, motivation and passion to do what you've always set out to do. And that is to start a blog, start your social media journey of getting your van or bus or whatever it ends up being and traveling the world and talking with locals and finding out, you know, new information about places and, you know, even extending that into not only the States, but also to other countries and other cities all around the world. And so I feel like once you do start that, you are going to get such a big, I I feel like you're going to get a lot of traction with that because it's going to be really interesting. And so I do think that once that becomes a thing, people are going to recognize that as something special and they're going to recognize you as something special. So I feel like that for like a professional goal is something that people are going to remember you by, but in a personal life type of way, I think that when you eventually settle down, even though I don't think that you're ever going to settle down for a long time, I think you're going to like buy a house somewhere and then you're still going to travel every like four months, probably Probably less than that. But I think that whenever you settle down and like create a community where you live, you are going to be known as someone who is very generous and very giving of love, of gifts, of advice, of anything. So I feel like in your own personal community, you're going to be known as someone who's just very caring and kind. And I don't want that to sound like generic because it really isn't your level of love is so different from anyone that I've ever met that it's just special. And so I think that whenever you create your community where you live, people are really going to recognize that. And they're going to be like, Oh, X like this person needs something. Rachel's probably got it. Go to Rachel's house. Like, they're not going to know you as the neighbor that lives at this number. They're going to know you as Rachel's house. I love that. That makes me so happy because that's, like, exactly how I want my life to be. And you're definitely on the path for that to happen. Like, I can easily see you living on, like, a street and I can just – I can picture – what I picture is not like ranch style houses, but, you know, just kind of like cool houses along yeah. the path. And all of the kids are playing out on the middle of the road because it's not a busy road. It's one that like you can casually go on. And then if there's ever maybe one car driving by, you just got get out of the way. Mm-hmm. And I can see there being snow on the ground and all the parents are like in your house drinking mold wine and just talking about stuff. Like, that's what I picture when I think about your future. I love that. You guys can't see me, but I am smiling so hard. She I'm cheesing so hard right now. You're so bl- you're blushing right now. <laughs> it's warm in my room. That's why. 
Okay, but, okay. Bring out a, well, an ex- <laughs> extraneous answer. That makes me so happy. I love that. Well, good. I'm glad. <laughs> um, for you, I think that you are going to be important in your own society. I think that because you're obviously, I think that because you're so hardworking, you're going to accomplish all of the goals that you have set out to accomplish in your life. And you're going to become a therapist and do all these things that you want to do. And I think that you are going to be such a sense of comfort for the people that for like your clients and the people that you're helping and I think you're going to make such a difference in some of those people's lives. And because you made such a difference in my life. And Aww. I know. Uh, cheesy. But yeah. I think that you don't even know yet how many people you're going to help. And I think that's really awesome. Because... I know you and I see your potential and you're just, you're just going to freaking kill it out in the world of psychology, therapy, (laughs) all that. And I think that in your personal life, you are also going to be a, make a huge difference in like your community. Everybody's just going to know who you are. I don't know if they would, like, like you said, come to me for, like, they people would just come to my house for everything, but I think everybody's just going to know who Caroline is, and everybody just wants to be your friend, because everybody's going to think, oh, Caroline, she's so cool, like, she's so awesome, she's just so happy and cool and bubbly and just... I, I like I want to be I like they're gonna see you and be like I want to be friends with that girl like I want my kids to be friends with her kids like I I, I want to like be friends with that family Stop. you say <laughs> I think you just healed my inner child yeah because when I was younger I always just wanted to be liked by people and in the, in the school that I went to, I, I don't know if it's, I tried too hard or I was so different that I just could never relate or I don't know what it was, but I never had like, like people didn't flock to me when I was younger. And so hearing that you think that as I continue to grow older, people are going to do that. It just like, it makes me feel like I've made it in the world. (laughs) It genuinely makes me feel like baby Caroline has finally found her place and she doesn't need to feel like she has to try so hard to be liked by the other girls. Like there are just people who will end up liking her. Yeah. That that was sweet. That was so nice. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Because <laughs> you just have this energy about you that like, I think it, I think your energy weeds out, like, it's, it's very clear. It immediately weeds out who is not going to vibe with you and who is. And then the people that are going to vibe with you just get, like, so attracted to your energy that they want to be friends with you. That's cool. 
but I feel like you're going to be in a place where there's a lot of people who are attracted to your energy. I like that. Yeah. All right. Shall we go to the last question? All right. The last question. Well, both of these last questions were like super sentimental, but this one I think is just going to be a really nice one to end off on. Name a dream of yours that you've made come true. All right. I think for me, so I, we, we talked a little bit about like being naive and when we were younger and like wanting all these things that we never really got. And I think for me, my dream was like, not like my dream, but like, I I always wanted to just be like fully comfortable in my friendships and fully comfortable in my life and like actually enjoy everything that I was doing. And when I was younger and like in high school and middle school, I like, I I wasn't comfortable looking back. I wasn't comfortable in any of my friendships. I, I never really looking back. I wasn't comfortable with any of the people that I was friends with. I wasn't comfortable around them. I didn't, really like them all that much and I was just trying to have friends to have friends like it wasn't a give and take and I didn't really enjoy being in those and kind of put a damper on how I felt about myself too and I think now I've gotten to a place and I've gotten to a point in my life where I am fully comfortable in who I'm friends with, who I surround myself with, who I'm like my roommates that I'm living with and my job and everything that I'm doing. I'm fully comfortable in that space. And I've become more comfortable with myself as a person and how I exist in the world that I can like focus on my future and my other goals that I want to accomplish because I've accomplished because because I've gotten to a point where I'm so comfortable with myself now and comfortable in my life. So I think that's the goal that I've accomplished. Not it's it's not like an official goal like I never set out to be like oh, I just like like when I was younger, when I was in high school, when I was naive, I never set out like oh, I want to be this person. This is who I want to look like in 4 or 5 6 years. But it's like my unofficial goal that I've kind of accomplished looking back. I love that. Yeah. I like don't have any words to say to that. It just makes me <laughs> want to like puppy dog face, puppy dog eyes you because I'm like, oh, you're so precious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I love that. I mean, I love that. I feel like you're, I don't know if you could hear that, but my ankle just cracked. <laughs> um I feel like when you're a child your dreams are definitely I mean they're so different from when you're an adult and absolutely yeah and they obviously are always shifting and changing and even when you've hit certain goals they're always going to continue to shift and change and I feel like sometimes you can look back and be like well that wasn't a goal that I necessarily chose for myself but 
it's something that I lacked and now I have. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that's kind of where yours, where yours is at. And I think it's just so special when you get to realize that. Yeah. So I love that for you. Yeah. What's yours? I could definitely continue along with your side of things and kind of go with pretty much what I just said before um, on the last question of saying like, I always wanted to be liked and now I feel like I actually have found people who do like me, but I'm not going to continue on that path. I am actually going to talk about the dream that I did have when I was a child Mm -hmm. And as far back as I can remember, I think it was when I was 12 years old that I first decided I wanted to be a psychologist. Prior to that, I wanted to be a pediatrician. And once I decided that I wanted to be a psychologist, I remember I wanted to be a child and adolescent counseling psychologist because I wanted to be a counselor for children and adolescents, you know, shocker there. And I just knew that I wanted to help kids who had rougher, you know, like middle school era where they didn't feel like they fit in because I didn't feel like I fit in. And normally I feel like people always tell you like your dreams are going to change. Even when you're in college, your dreams might change. Like you might start out as a, as one major and then it completely changes. But ever since that first decision I made of wanting to be a child and adolescent counseling psychologist, it never changed. And it makes me so happy that I get to say that I am in a doctorate program where I'm studying psychology. And while it's not counseling psychology, because I did end up, you know, doing a bunch of research on what the difference between counseling and clinical is, I am in a clinical psychology program where I, I mean, if my life still continues on this path, I will be working with children and adolescents. I think now it does lean more to towards the adolescent era, but It can always change, but as of right now, I'm still on that path to being a child and adolescent psychologist, and it just is so cool to think that, you know, I'm 22 years old old now, so that means that for the past decade, I've wanted to do this, and I'm actually in the process of doing it, and it's just really cool that I get to say that I've... (laughs) I'm doing what I wanted to do since I was 12 years old because I still remember entering college and, you know, that's when, that's the time period where everyone's like, oh, what are you going to college for? What do you want to do when you're older? And I remember talking to this one person that I hadn't talked to for maybe two years and he was asking me about what I'm going to college for and what I'm hoping to do. And I remember him saying, you have everything so planned out. Like every, you, you know, I have no clue. And I just remember saying back to him, you know, I've known since I was 12 and some people are like that and other people aren't. 
And that's totally okay. You're going to find what you're good at. And it doesn't matter whether you find it now or whether you find it in 10 years. You know, there's people who reinvent themselves at 45 years old. There's people who reinvent themselves at 60. So it doesn't matter whether you straight off the bat at 18 years old go into what you want to do. But I just remember him being so surprised that I had everything planned out and I knew exactly what I wanted to do when I was, you know, fresh out of high school. And the wild part is that I have stuck with that and I am still on that path. And it's still my like top number one priority. It's not like I'm sticking with it because I've always wanted to do it. And it's just what I've always wanted to do. It's what I wanted it's to do you still because do. I want to still do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's easily the number one. That's a dream that I have made come true. And I mean, I still have four and a half years to complete until it's like official official, but I know that I will complete it and I'm very excited to be on this path. Yeah. Yay. Yay. All right. So now that we've gone through a bunch of questions. I think it's wine time. I think it's wine time too. All righty. So, like we said, this week we're drinking a Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, It is one of my favorite kinds of reds. I do, for the most part, I like every kind of red except for sweet reds. Um, (laughs) But Cabernet Sauvignon is definitely one of my favorites. And so I have a couple trivia questions facts we're gonna see as we go along um but I have some information prepared about Cabernet Sauvignons and then the casual way of saying it caps have caps have there's a lot of syllables in the yeah Cabernet Sauvignon (laughs) Cabernet Sauvignon six syllables that just we can just cut it down to two and say caps have yeah I always Um, thought that this was your favorite wine because that's what you had told me when we first started getting into wine. So I I think just reds in general are my favorite. Yeah, you're definitely more of a red wine gal and I am more of a white wine gal, but I feel like that's also because of our parents. Oh, definitely. Because growing up, like, so my parents would always give me like a sip here and there of their wine to let me try it. But my parents only ever drank red growing up. So I would always try red wine. And my mom always drank white wine. Yeah. So it's definitely has to do with how we're raised a little bit, but regardless. We're we're dabbling. We're We're dabbling. Exactly. dipping our toes in the water. (laughs) Exactly. All right. So... From my Wine Folly book, we're going to read a little bit about Cabernet Sauvignon. So, Cabernet Sauvignon is the world's most popular wine. Is it really? And, yeah, apparently. Oh. That's what this says. The world's most popular wine is a natural cross between Cabernet Franc and Sauvignon Blanc that originated in Bordeaux. 
Wines are concentrated and age-worthy. The rich flavor and high tannin content in Cabernet Sauvignon makes it a perfect partner to rich grilled meats, peppery sauces, and dishes with high flavor. All right, so... So from another book that I have, this one, it's a tiny little book. Look how cute this is. It's so small. Right? It's called Stuff Every Wine Snob Should Know. Yes. So from the section Know Your Grapes, Cabernet Sauvignon is one of the most planted quality grape varieties on the planet because it can thrive in a wide variety of climates from Canada to Australia. It has aromas and flavors of blackberry, black plum, and cassis, plus a signature herbal blend and bell pepper note. It is most often blended with Cabernet Franc and Merlot, another member of this family. Cabernet Sauvignon may also be aged in oak to add a vanilla and spice character. These wines can be increasingly bold and full-flavored with elevated levels of tannin. So, but I want to talk a little bit about the word and the meaning terroir, which I asked Caroline before this episode started if she had, if she knows of the word terroir, and she said she has never heard of it. Not once in my life. Yes. So... What terroir is, is it has to do with the exact area of where each wine is grown. So, a wine grown in France doesn't taste the same as a wine grown in California, and that's because of the terroir. So, Terroir really encompasses everything that has to do with the specific area that a wine is grown in. So it deals with the soil, the climate, the um, like plant management conditions, everything that goes into taking care of the vine and the grapes on the vine ha- is the terroir of a wine. Uh, if that makes sense. New information so, to me. Yeah. So again, reading from my stuff every wine snob should know, terroir, originally a French term, terroir does not have a direct English translation, but it refers to a sense of place. The idea that a wine region, vineyard, or selection of vines can impart a unique set of characteristics from the microclimate, soil, topography, and weather that makes wine from that region taste distinctly different from others. The idea is that a wine is not just about grapes, but a holistic combination of the vine and its environment. Basically. So, wait, uh, let me let me just ask first. So yeah. is it, it's a mix between like the grape that you're growing and maybe like what soil and air quality? So kind it's of? not necessarily about the, it's not necessarily about the grape that's growing. It's more so about how it's grown. So it deals with the soil that it's in, the climate of the region, the weather in that specific, like, in the exact vineyard. Okay. Um, The, like, level that it's grown on, 
end because oh. all of these things affect how the vine grows and it affects how the grapes grow. So even like certain grapes, if it's like a big vineyard, certain grapes from like one side of the vineyard can taste different from grapes on the other side of the vineyard. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So it deals with the exact soil type that the vine is in, the exact weather that that vine received. Like, okay, so it's really just about the environment that the wine is growing in. It's not a matter of the grape. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But it's a really cool thing to think about because, like I said, one for like, oh, grape from one side can taste completely different from a grape from the other, from wine from the other side. And, it's, like, so cool how just, like, even the tiniest things can affect this so much and can change the flavor profile, can check, affect the taste, can affect the flavors, can affect everything about a certain wine just by how it's grown and where it's grown. But, yeah, that's about the term terroir. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's smart of us to try wines from a lot of different regions because they do all bring a very different profile oh absolutely the wine i feel like profile is a good word to describe it right yeah that's that's the perfect word to describe it the flavor profile the flavor profile (laughs) (laughs) well speaking of flavor profile should we get more into this wine yeah let's go all right so first we will talk about what we think about the wine, and then I'm going to read out what Bogle Vineyards describes the wine as. Beautiful. Now, as we all know, I am not the wine connoisseur. I cannot pick out flavors for the life of me, so we will put this segment onto Rachel. <laughs> and I will accept. <laughs> all right, so when I first tasted this wine... It was very, very bold. It was kind of like... I would agree. Yeah. The flavors just come right out and announce themselves. So... Not I mellow think it's, at all. It, it's not mellow, no. But it's a little mellow on the tannin. Like, the tannins, the dryness isn't super strong. That's interesting. So... What I really understand tannins to be is because I've I've talked with you about this. Whenever I used to drink red red wine, is I never liked it because my tongue would get dry, and you said that that's from the tannins. Now, within the past like two years, I've been drinking a lot more red wines, and I found ones that do not give me that dry tongue, dry mouth feeling, this one does. So I'm surprised to say that you think that it's low on tannins. I think it's medium on tannins. I don't think it's the okay. strongest that it could be, but I don't think it's low. Okay. Because as far as the reds that I've drank within the past year, year and a half, this has probably been one of the most that has given me that like dry mouth feeling. Okay. Of course, tannins might mean something else, but as far as I have been aware of, it's that dry mouth, dry tongue. Yeah. And that's like the easiest, most basic way to explain tannins, but it's it's like a little more complex and we don't have to get into all of that. But yeah, we can do that later. We'll get it. Exactly. We'll, We'll talk about tannins later, but 
it's so like I said, the first sip it it was very it's very bold. It very comes right at you and with all the flavors, but it's very much fruit forward with a more oaky earthy finish. Okay. So my first when I first taste it, each sip, the first thing that I get from it is the more like jammy and it's like cherry and blackberry is what I'm getting. Okay. So it's very jammy on the tongue. Cherry or black cherry? I could go with yeah, black cherry and like I feel blackberry. Like black cherry a little bit more than cherry. Yeah. That like tartness. And kind no, of I definitely maybe agree. deeper flavor. I don't know yeah. if that really makes sense. It, it's but... like those really dark, juicy cherries. Yeah. Not like the bright, light cherries. It's very dark and juicy. And it's uh, like, I, I'm definitely getting like blackberry with it too. Um, But it's very fruit forward on the first sip. And then as you, like, as you swirl it around your mouth, as you swallow, it goes more into like, and oaky and that's when it starts to dry out more is after it after you like swallow it starts to dry out a little bit agreed yes and trying to see what other things that can pick up from it i'm definitely getting oaky notes from it like on the finish okay I wish I could agree with you. I just really yeah. don't exactly know what that means. That's so okay. I can't confidently be like, heck yeah, that's yeah. what it tastes like. <laughs> Maybe we can do an episode where we just have a bunch of different like fruits and flavors in front of us. And we can oh, have goodness. a bunch, like a couple different wines and just like say, these are all the tastes. And then this is what is in each wine. I... Wonder if I would be able to accurately do that. <laughs> That's okay. It's a learning I don't trust experience. Myself. For me, at least. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I... do you want me to go into what Bogle says about the wine? Sure. Okay. I feel like you've said quite a few tasting notes and whatnot. Yeah. So as for what Bogle Vineyards says on the front of their bottle, it says, as grape growers, we hold high regard for the meaningful tending of the soil and exacting knowledge of the seller. Seller meaning C-E-L-L-A-R, not (laughs) S-E-L-L-E-R. I got it. Thank you. And then on their website, it says, our Cabernet Sauvignon Grapes lingered on the vines well into autumn, soaking up sun-filled California days and cool, crisp nights to achieve their complex flavors. We think the wait was worth it. Yes. Their tasting notes, there's four. First, barrel-aged in American oak for 14 months. Okay, told ya. Definitely get the oak on the finish. Second, cherries and plums. Uh, got the cherries. You got the cherries. Third, dark chocolate. Okay. Not getting that one as much, but... I didn't really get dark chocolate either. Yeah. I've definitely tasted dark chocolate in other wines, but this one I don't think it's as strong. Okay. 
I don't know. I I mean, I don't I don't think that I get the dark chocolate because I I I feel like I've also drank other wines that have dark chocolate flavors and they're a little bit more rich. Yeah. I feel like dark chocolate is what makes a wine taste more rich. Yeah. This one, I mean, it definitely is more like indulgent than other wines it's not like a refreshing wine that you would just choose to drink casually for like refreshing purposes yeah (laughs) but I wouldn't say that it's rich and I'm not something that you can only drink like one glass of because it's so you know what I mean no I know what you mean okay all right well there's the last one there's a fourth, and it is spicy oak. Mm. So you did talk a lot about the oak, and in their tasting notes, they mentioned oak twice. Yeah. So look at you. Look at a me. wine expert. Getting there. Soon, eventually. Right. So what are your thoughts, Caroline? This definitely is not my favorite cab salve that I ever that I've ever tried. I mean, granted, I am pretty inexperienced with them, but I have never been one that is huge on wines that make my mouth feel dry. Mm-hmm. So certain red wines I do tend to kind of stray from, but I have gotten better at exploring them a little bit more within the past couple of years. So, and I mean, I will continue to be more explorative during this podcast era because we're going to be that's trying a lot point. of wines. Exactly. Exactly. That's the whole point. I would not say that this is my favorite. I... Definitely get that dry mouth feeling when I drink it. The first couple of sips were, it really just kind of was like, eh, I don't really, not my favorite. As you continue to drink it, I think it does get better. I think just like last week, this wine would be better with something. I think it would be better paired with a meal or some kind of, I think pairing it would kind of maybe mellow it a little bit yeah. for those people who don't necessarily want to drink it just straight. So maybe with a really nice cheese. I could see this being good with a brie cheese maybe. I wouldn't think? say brie. I think brie's no? a little too light. I would say like hmm. maybe like a manchego or a blue cheese. You know, that's funny that you say that because I was thinking, I hope she doesn't say blue cheese because I don't think this would pair well with blue cheese. I think it would. Well, I mean, we both have different flavor profiles. Like, we both have different flavors that we enjoy. So, you know, some people are going to like it with other things better. But I, I think that this wine, at least for me, would be better paired with a, a meal of some sort or I think it would be a- good paired with like a really like well-seasoned steak okay because I think it could bring out like the spicy like a little more spicy notes in the wine mm-hmm. and I think it would like mellow the fruit out a little bit but if it's like seasoned and juicy steak 
then it would like add a little more like I don't think it would be as drying okay interesting I feel like in order for me to test that it really would just have to be let me eat it with steak you know Mm -hmm. but I can definitely see where you're growing with it I think my my perspective was pair it with something a little creamier because the cream will kind of coat your mouth and then it won't dry it out as much okay so I think that's kind of where I was going but then again I mean I think I think with certain wines you really can't definitively say anything until you test it out because you really never know especially with me who's very inexperienced with wine and like with wine pairings that's just what I get from this one but I think for this wine I would drink it again I just wouldn't pick it out of a lineup to be my first choice so you know maybe I think I just I think it would be better paired with something I think I would have to drink it along with something else so I think right now I would give it about a three and then depending on if I try it again with a certain food, I may bump it up, but I'm going to go with a three for right now. All right. What's your, what's your thoughts? Yes, I, so this is definitely more what I lean towards. Yes. I think I usually like more of a, a little less fruity, a little more earthy. And so the first sip of this wine, it's a little more fruit forward than I usually go with. But if this is what I'm looking for, then this is like, I think it's really good. So I don't necessarily mind how fruit forward it is, how like jammy that first taste is. Um, But if I'm just like thinking of something to drink all the time, this wouldn't be the one that I drink all the time. Okay. I agree. Um, I mean, I agree with that one. Yeah. But I would absolutely choose this again. I thought it was really good. I think I will give it a four out of five wine glasses because, like I said, this is more of what I like. I I love Cabernet Sauvignons. Yes. And I don't think I would rate it any more than a four because it's a little more fruit fruity than I usually will drink. Understood. But I I like the flavors. I like how I do like that it's a little more that the taste changes as you sip it. It definitely does do that. I will yeah. agree with you on that. And I, I really like that because I think that adds like a complexity to the wine. But yeah. So overall rating three and a half. <laughs> three and a half out of five. Three and a half out of five. But Keep in mind, I have always been more exposed to white wines, so red wines are very new to me, and I mean, part of this pod, part of the reason that I'm very excited for this podcast is I do get to explore a lot more wines, and hopefully our listeners can explore them with us, but I definitely grew up mainly being exposed to one type of wine. And then as I got older and started to have more of an opinion on what was drank, we, my mother and I, we started to explore a little bit more. 
But I think this podcast is really going to allow me to expand my palette. And I'm excited to see how it expands because, you know, maybe – Maybe my taste profile is pretty rigid right now and set in stone. You never really know. But, you know, this wine, it was good. It just wasn't my favorite. Yeah. And I really liked it. And that's that. That's that. That's it for that. That's that. Um, so with that, I yeah. think episode four is complete. Is complete. Absolutely. I think so. I think that's all we wanted to say for this episode. Yeah. Join us again next week for another red. Absolutely. We're kind of in a red kick right now. Yeah, we started out with a couple whites. Now we're moving on to a couple reds. Well, hey, we started with a rosé. Get it right. We did start with a rosé. We met in the middle on that one. (laughs) We did. And then we did two whites, and now we're going to at least do two reds in a row. Yes. And then we'll see. And then who knows what's going to come after that. We don't. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right. Well, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok and Vivino, the app Vivino, at all at Vibin' with Vino. Don't forget to wish... Rachel, and my younger sister, Anna, (laughs) a very, very happy 21st birthday. Yes. And? Play truth or drink with your friends. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Fun? Fun? It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. (laughs) And drink some good wine while you're at it. Or take shots. It really depends on what your vibe is. That too, but if but you're listening here, to this we're podcast, all about you should Vino. drink some wine. <laughs> drink some Vino, play a little truth or drink, and just have a great time. And cheers your friends. Make sure that they know that they are appreciated and loved. And heal your inner child with your best <laughs> friends who have known you for years. Because I think both Rachel and I did that for each other today. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> All right, so, so cheers to friends. I'm going to go make dinner. I'm going to go out with my friends. Yeah, I'm going to go make dinner and then go to sleep because I'm a grandmother <laughs> and Rachel is going to go out because she's not. <laughs> and I don't have work tomorrow, so. I do. Anyway, cheers to friends, cheers to my sister, and cheers, cheers to, to you wine. all. Oh. Well, cheers to wine and cheers to everyone else. Cheers to wine and cheers to you all. Thanks for joining in with us this week. Please make sure to go join in with us every other week as well as on our other social medias. We're so excited to have you and we'll talk with you next week. See ya. Bye. Adios. Peace out. Aloha. Au revoir. All of the things. A bientôt. Bye.